1: Friday, February 17th, 2017 here on the Patriot League Podcast. Last show, we handled quarterbacks and wide receivers. This time around, we are discussing running backs and the offensive line and giving them our grades for the season. We'll be welcoming in Sam Benson-Smith of the Patriots Wire from USA Today to help us break down these position groups. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Thanks, Larry. Hello, everybody. And welcome to this episode of Patriots Beat Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CLNS Radio or at Patriots underscore beat. You can find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore sports team and then find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. Welcome back to the Patriots Beat Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Very happy to be back with you. As always, now up to two shows a week. Also find us on the CLNS radio podcast app. So last show, we went over the quarterbacks and wide receivers on the Patriots and gave them our season grades. We welcomed in Mike Reese as well to break down some Jimmy Garoppolo rumors as well as What's going to be going on with uh, with Martellus Bennett in the off season? So all that and more on the last episode. But this time around, we're welcoming in Sam Benson Smith, the Patriots' wire, to help us break down these two positions. But we'll be hearing from me first. So to start, we'll go through a little bit of Patriots news that has been going around. So uh, big th- big news from the coaching side of things as Brian Dable. Uh, is being offered the offensive coordinator position for the University of Alabama. This isn't a huge surprise since he's worked under Saban before, but it is a surprise for Patriots fans who truly believed that Brian Dable was going to be the replacement to... Josh McDaniels, when Josh McDaniels eventually left. I don't think this move honestly changes that. I think, if anything, this move might reinforce that, seeing as he'll now get actual uh chances to call offensive games, kind of find his identity as an offensive coordinator. So I think this will actually end up being good, kind of in the way that, let's see, I think... Well, no, I guess Bill O'Brien went to Penn State before he came back to be a head coach for the Houston Texans, so I guess you can kind of look at it like that, but I'd rather Brian Dable get get coaching opportunities, especially at a place like Alabama, which has become a big-time Patriot. Uh, factory over the past couple of seasons, uh, especially with someone like Dante Hightower joining the team, a couple of guys in the coaching staff, used to be Alabama people as well. So, and Cyrus Jones obviously drafted last year in the second round. So the, 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 this isn't a big loss for the team as a whole, seeing as he'll still probably be a big part of what they're going on. Of what's going on, excuse me. I, I would I would still peg him as the likely replacement for Josh McDaniels if and when Josh McDaniels ends up leaving. So moving on from Brian Dable, well, glad to hear that he obviously got his offensive coordinator position. But outside of that, not too much. Uh, craziness going on at Patriots News. Obviously, they've started to kick off a lot of their contract extensions. We're starting to hear from Tata Hightower that he knows that this is going to be a pretty long process. We're now starting to get into extension ideas for players like Malcolm Butler. We're hearing if uh, Chris Long might come back. Um, Martellus Bennett has been being coaxed hard on social media to come back. He's been responding very interestingly, uh, very interestingly words yes so we'll see what Happens uh, with with those guys this coming offseason. I still think Martellus Bennett is gone. Uh, I do think Dont'a Hightower will be back, and I do think Malcolm Butler will be back. But outside of that, it is going to be very hard to judge one way or another. So, all right. With that being said, let's get into our official position grades. We'll start with the running backs, and then we'll go into offensive line stuff, and then we'll welcome in Sam Benson Smith to hear his side of things. So, to start things off, let's let's obviously start with the running backs. Like I said. And Opening up, I think the top running back for the Patriots this year, you know, when you're, when you're sorting things out, has to end up being LeGarrett Blunt. I know James White had great seasons. I know Deion Lewis had a great year, even though he only played half of it. But for me, LeGarrett Blunt was the big tempo setter for this Patriots offense. Obviously, breaking the franchise touchdown record this year was huge. He just went from being a guy who was one of the lower percentage short area backs in the NFL. It was very strange, despite his size to this year scoring everything at the goal line, breaking tackles to get into the end zone, just being one of the toughest runners in the NFL, and ended up being a huge asset for them down the stretch. I would be surprised. I, I would be surprised if LeGarrette Blunt isn't back on the team next year. He very clearly showed that he has a couple years left in the tank, if at least one more, if not two. So we'll, we'll definitely see what happens to him. This offseason, but I give Legarrette Blunt an A minus. I think he had an outstanding season with his running attacks. He fumbled a little bit too much uh, for my liking. I think he lost three fumbles this year, and you know I'm, I'm always going to side with you know no fumbles over fumbles. But well, the, I, I think Legarrette Blunt should be back next season unless they pick up like Adrian Peterson or something, which. I, I highly doubt is going to happen. But away from LeGarrette Blunt and into James White. So this was James White's big breakout season that we were waiting for. The, him and Brady have a great rep- uh, rep- uh, repertoire together. Uh, they really are able to sort through some really difficult stuff on the defensive side of the ball. They run, He runs great routes. He catches most balls. He has started to learn how to catch that wheel route out of the backfield, which he never was able to catch before. He finally started to catch it this year and score course of big-time touchdowns for them. So James White, um, and then obviously in the Super Bowl, Breaking Shane Vereen's record for receptions in a Super Bowl, I think he had 12, which is unbelievable for a running back. So James White for me gets an A on the season. You know, big breakout for him that and the Super Bowl performance. You could make an easy argument that he deserves Super Bowl MVP just as much as Tom Brady did. But you know, they're just they're not. Good. They're, you're not going to not give that Super Bowl MVP trophy to Tom Brady. It, it's going to go to Brady. So off of that, let's go into Dion Lewis. Dion Lewis for me. Had a good season, very clearly is no longer or wasn't the guy from last year. Still had the quickness, still had the speed, but he didn't really have the explosiveness that he had last year. Still still looks great, don't get me wrong, he was a huge asset for them this year. Obviously still have not lost the game since he's joined the team, or any game that he's played they haven't lost. But uh, I think Sam has a fun comment about that later. Uh, how, however, still a good season for Deion Lewis. We'll see how he does next season. Obviously, he's still going to be on the team. So his, his performance against James White, who will be in a contract season, will be very interesting for sure. But moving on from the big three, Brandon Bolden didn't really do anything Uh, A lot of special teams were for Brandon Bolden this year. They tried really hard to keep him away from the ball. No offense to him. I just don't think they wanted, you know, I I just don't think they needed him taking big-time snaps on the offensive side of the ball. I think we were okay without that. So, Brandon Bolden, for me, gets a C-plus on the year. He was a pretty good, he was a great leader for the uh, running back court, as usual, but... Wasn't a big asset on the offensive side of the ball. And then finally, for the running backs, we are going to be looking at DJ Foster. So DJ Foster, for me, is an interesting case. Very talented in college. Didn't really, you know, was big time in preseason when he actually got a chance, but did nothing uh, in the actual season, even when he was put into the game, so it's very clear that they, he kind of took a red shirt approach to this season, just to see, you know, just because they didn't really need him this year. But he is the logical replacement for either James White or Dion Lewis when most likely one of them leaves at the end of next season. He'll just slot into that role as James White did to Shane Vereen, Shane Vereen did to Danny Woodhead, and Danny Woodhead did to Kevin Falk. So we'll see how that position plays out. But for now, I give DJ Foster. N slash A for non-applicable seeing as he didn't really play at all. But with that being said, let's move away from running backs and get to offensive line. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll break down the big uglies and see who gets our highest grade of the season. Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click, Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. Let's start to break down the offensive line really quick before we welcome in Sam Benson Smith from Patriots, Wire, and USA Today, as well as Fox Sports and whatever the heck else he's writing for as of now. So... One thing that I really have liked this season about the Patriots was their complete upheaval or overhaul of how they were playing the offensive line positions, you know, just career years for a lot of guys and a couple of spots that they'll have now cemented for the next couple of years. So I'm going to do this by side. So left side, right side, and then center. So starting on left side, we have Nate Solder and Joe Tooney. The left tackle and left guard. Joe Tooney this year was arguably one of the better rookie offensive linemen in the NFL. Got the job done. Didn't mess up too much. Was really stable for them down the stretch. Um, I I, I just think... You know he had too many penalties in too many spots that were very poor. I don't think he's a great pass blocker, but he started off as a very good run blocker, and I think he only has room to go up. So I give him a B minus on the season. Uh, you know, just too many penalties for me. I'm I'm not high. On on that, I'm not as high on Joe Tooney as a lot of people are. So we'll we'll see what happens with him. And then moving on from him, we have Nate Solder, who was as quietly consistent as you could ask. The guy came in, made some mistakes, they made didn't really get noticed too much. I give I give him an A minus. Came in, did his job, wasn't didn't cause problems. Just had a, a nice season for them at that left tackle position. Just very quiet year for Nate Solder. So the you know B minus and an A minus for our left guard and left tackle respectively. On the right side, Shaq Mason and Marcus Cannon were a revelation this year as a duo. Shaq Mason emerged as one of the best run blocking guards. In the NFL, his pass blocking needs a little bit of work. But once Shaq Mason gets rolling on a running down, you are in trouble. Get out of his way. Outstanding, outstanding run run game. uh, Offensive lineman, excuse me, run blocker for the Patriots that they have found. Definitely one of the best in the NFL. Got to give him an A for the performance that he put up this year. Excuse me, A-. minus. Huge huge year for Shaq Mason, really cementing that right guard position as his. If you're Trey Jackson, you have to kind of look at the team and realize that you don't really have a spot anymore. That right guard position was either going to be his or Mason's. And it is now Shaq Masons. So moving away from him, Marcus Cannon is the offensive line MVP for this year. Marcus Cannon came out, shocked the world, shocked me, shocked you, shocked everyone. And ended up being an all-pro, got into a pro bowl, I'm pretty sure. He was absolutely outstanding. What a season for Marcus Cannon. Dante Skarniecki turning him into one of the best right tackles in football. I truly believe that you know he's going to be this the team's right tackle for a long time. Sebastian Vollmer is probably going to retire. So now Marcus Cannon entering his prime 27-28 will be the Pats' right tackle for years to come. God, I give him an A+. Plus. He was outstanding this season. And then looking at David Andrews, the center, I thought David Andrews had a pretty good season. Um, he's a little undersized for his position, which makes run blocking for him a little bit difficult against the bigger D tackles. However, he is a pretty good pass blocker for a center. Brady like him. Brady likes him. He doesn't fumble the snaps a lot, which Brady likes. He does good on QB sneaks. He does well, excuse me, on QB sneaks. So, who knows? We'll we'll see how. The offensive line progresses throughout this offseason and into next season. Obviously, Cameron Fleming is still back there as a rotational guy. Ted Karras is back there as well, or Alex Karras. Alex Carris, Ted I Forget which one it is, but uh, he he's still back there. So we'll we'll see how the offensive line transitions. But I think the offensive line as a whole deserves an A minus. They really got their act together this year after what was a really bad season for them last season. So good for the offensive line to reshape themselves and to really get back on track as one of the better and more consistent units on. The New England Patriots this season. So that's going to do it for me. Let's welcome in. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll welcome in Sam Benson, Benson Smith to get his grades, and then we'll seg out of the show. See you guys in a minute. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference. So it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm. I use Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up. I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend. Obviously, Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member. Maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't Wait. That's blueapron.com slash Patriots. Blue apron, a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for a featured guest segment this week. Very happy to welcome in my good friend Sam Vincent Smith, one of the Patriots writers for Patriots Wire on the USA Today football sites. Sam Vincent Smith, long time no talk on the Patriots Beat podcast. How you doing?
2: Yes, sir. I'm doing. I'm doing well. And actually, since last we spoke, uh, you can add a new title to my name: uh, Fox Sports writer and soon to be fan-sided correspondent as Ooh, well.
1: Ooh, fancy! Yeah. fancy stuff. Look at you. I'm so yeah, proud. Uh,
2: I, I had that Damian Tomlinson article get picked up by Fox Sports National, which makes me a hot shot now.
1: So. <laughs> you're my, you're my little hot shot, Sam.
2: Oh well, thank you. Hey, I mean, you know how much of a hotshot I am. All of my grades for this upcoming segment are written on an envelope for my cable bill. So, <laughs> there's that. Pay for free, man. Save the environment. <laughs> well, that
1: nobody. Let Let's get right into it. Let's start with the running back position, which went through a lot of ups and downs this uh, this year. With Deion Lewis getting injured last year, not being ready till week ten. Look, Garrett Blunt now all of a sudden being really good at short area yardage and touchdowns and then James White setting a new reception record in the Super Bowl Shane Vereen style. So mm-hmm. f- first of all Sam, who do you think was the best running back on the team from this year and what grade are you giving them? Uh
2: so I'm going to you know you mentioned the 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 Super Bowl performance and uh I got to go I got to go with James White on this one. Uh you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, including myself, a uh, common narrative to talk about this year was Will Garrett Blunt break Curtis Martin's uh, single-season rushing touchdown record, 18. Impressive. He is the first running back since AP, I believe about five years ago, to get 18 rushing touchdowns in a season. That's unprecedented in the modern NFL. However, I'm giving it to James White just based on his effectiveness in the playtime he has seen this year. And that's, uh, that's going to be an A-flat, not an A-plus.
1: A flat for James White. All right, continuing down the list, what did you put down for Deion Lewis? Because Deion Lewis is now, I
2: believe, 18 and 0 with the New England Patriots. 18 and 0. Uh, so so here's here's my thing with Deion Lewis. Uh, I am someone, and uh, as much as this this pains some people, being that I'm a Patriots uh, writer, uh I'm, I'm someone who, who decrees wins are not a quarterback stat, so I'm going to go ahead and say wins are also not a running back stat, especially with a running <laughs> back who, even even in his best year in 2016, averaged 40 yards per game. Great. And I can honestly, if there are, if there are games that you can credit people to winning almost individually, uh, Texans game, even with the fumbles, you can say Deion Lewis was highly effective. Uh, but... Uh, and also Ravens game. Ravens game without James White and Deion Lewis. I honestly don't see them winning that game. Uh, there were two major weak points in that Ravens defense. That was the deep ball. That was that was the swing routes out of the backfield. That was the running back passes. Patriots took advantage of those two areas very strongly. So that win goes to Deion Lewis and James White. Also the Texans win. However, not on the field enough, even with the win stat, as much as it pains me to give him this, I give him a C plus.
1: Ooh. C plus, uh, you know, he, he the, the the second half of that or in Houston was a Houston game. Yeah, Houston game was just just atrocious. But moving on, let's talk about Legarrette Blunt because Legarrette Blunt was a, a revelation for a running attack this year that without him would have been quite weak. Very fast, but quite weak. What do you give Legarrette Blunt for this year?
2: So blunt, I have I, I was having some issues with. Uh, so obviously that that big one 8 uh, very huge number. You know, obviously like getting that record with, uh, you know having having a 31 year old running back beating Curtis Martin in prime in, in the statistical categories for our scoring goes. It's hard not to give blunt a high grade. Uh, I'm I falter a little bit, but I will just give him a B plus. Uh, based on that number and when he was on and when he was being used, he would have those big games, but you know, second worst yards per attempt average in his career really hit and miss. And basically, you know, uh, he, he wasn't, he was proved a lot of times with, with offensive weapons and, and the Patriots, he's proven that he wasn't a cornerstone. Bill Belichick can just refocus the game plan on somebody else. So I will give him the B plus because the big one, eight and, uh, and, you know, breaking Curtis Martin's record, but I can't give him
1: an A. That, that That's fair. I think I can agree with that. I think he, you know, fumbling in the Super Bowl was probably, their, obviously, their worst turn of the year, and it took him a full two quarters to even turn that game around. That was a really bad fumble. I'm surprised, Bell, well, Belichick kind of benched him for the rest of the game, but they really didn't need him for the rest of the game.
2: Yeah. I mean, at, the, at that point, he... With, with the game plan they needed to get back in that game, Garrett Blunt, he basically wrote himself out of the game. He, you know, he's, he's a very particular type of running back. Um, and I'll get into this a bit if we are going to get towards Devlin, but he is uh, a running back of old, a running back in a, an NFL that is shifting away from those power sets. Uh, I, you know, I would go as far as say you see Garrett Blunt with that type of talent thrown in the 1990s. He could readily be. I think he could. He could. He could throw it with with the best of them. But he's just kind of become. Uh, he's phased himself out. Um, it, it just you, you see fewer and fewer running backs like Legarrette Blunt nowadays. At age thirty one, uh, you know I don't see him really being in the league too much longer.
1: That's fair. All right. So moving on to our last two runners, we got Brandon Bolden and we got DJ Foster. Now Brandon Bolden did not touch the ball this year. I think they learned from last year that you don't really want to have the ball in Brandon Bolden's hands at all and then I want to hear your thoughts on DJ Foster because the Patriots have had a big cycle of pass-catching running backs Danny Woodhead, then they draft Shane Vereen and now it's James White and then it was Deion Lewis and now it's James White again and now DJ Foster's waiting in the wings. Do you see DJ Foster making an actual impact on this team anytime soon?
2: So Here's my thing. Uh, I think that James White, uh, James White, Deion Lewis, really not so much Devlin. Uh, I think I James White, Deion Lewis, you could see, I can see moving forward, someone wanting to snatch those two guys up, even with Deion Lewis not being a spring chicken, um, that type of thing. I think DJ Foster is a prime example of someone who obviously saw his talent, uh, Arizona State in college, uh, I think he's a plug and play guy. I, I maintain that with Bill Belichick's system that he has the talent to be plugged and played. He's, you know, 23. Uh, I think, I think that he will be, I mean, twenty twenty three, speedy, six foot. I, I don't know. He's, I, I see him stepping into a larger role next year. I see Bolden no longer being on the pass. Um, so once again, limited time for, for this guy. So I got to give him a, like a, a C flat, honestly, uh, a, a tone deaf C, uh, just because you know seven attempts and, and a and a reception on the year. Um, I like what I saw. It's just that it, I think it's it's too early to tell um, what he's going to be, but he definitely has that potential.
1: Fair, fair enough. So, and then let well, I guess, Let's see. So let let's hear it. What do you give the running back position on the Patriots as a whole this year? Because I'm I'm going to give him a solid. I'll give, I'll give him a solid B-plus this year because Blunt with all the touchdowns, Deion Lewis was great, and James White with a career season. I'll give him a B-plus.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I'll, I'll go down the line real quick with, with my guys again. Once again, James White, A, Garrett Blunt, B-plus. Deion Lewis, C-plus. Uh, he, he, he did the thing, man. He ignored the fullback. Uh, Devlin, I'm giving him a C-plus on the year. Once again, his efficacy Hinged on LeGarrette Blunt's efficacy, so he wasn't going to be used in games that Blunt really wasn't going to be used in. But he was effective in that role. I think he's one of the better fullbacks, one of the be- more useful fullbacks in the league. Bolton had, you know, three three touches on a year, one carry, two receptions. He's got a D, uh, and then DJ Foster is a C. I'll give him a B, just a hard B. Um, actually, no, mm, you know, I'll I'll, get, I'll go as far as being the B plus. He is individually, uh, you know, James Wright was particularly oppressive. Other people had their, their hit and misses, but as a whole, you saw Bill Belichick utilize the unit as a whole very effectively. I give him a B plus. No one blew the doors off anybody, but over the span of the year, they were used exactly correctly. Uh, and once again, you know, we with uh, Garrett Blunt in the Super Bowl, not even cracking, you know, Patriots lead rusher, not even cracking 40 yards in game. Some people were saying that was a narrative, but. Interesting fact, over the past, I believe it's 10 Super Bowls, there's only been three 100-yard rushers, and only, I believe only one of which was on a winning team. Uh, and that was, I believe that was Dominic Rhodes in the Colts, uh, the Colts last Super Bowl win. Uh, so really the Super Bowl itself, uh, those traditional markers of 100 yards rushing, not really, uh, harbingers of success. But yes, B-plus on the year for the running back core.
1: B plus on the year for the running back core. Like to hear. All right, let's move into the big uglies on the team, and then we'll let you your busy self go to a council meeting or whatever the heck you're doing today. But well, let's
2: I, I, I feel I feel I'm 14 years old and I have a, a legal pad again. It's nuts.
1: <laughs> then let's move into the offensive line. Let's let's do this by sides because a lot of the time an offensive line is conditioned to playing with sides. So starting on the left side of the offensive line, we have uh, Nate Solder at left tackle and then Joe Tooney at left guard. Joe Tooney, obviously the rookie who, in my opinion, has won too many penalties every game but has been pretty Mm -hmm. good this year uh, when asked for it. And Nate Solder was about as quietly consistent as you could ask from a left tackle. What what, what did you see Mm -hmm. from them both?
2: Uh, so I'll go, I'll go right with Nate. Uh, you know, steady is the correct term to use. Uh, you know, obviously stepping back in and, and being healthier and playing more games this year is always going to be crucial. Uh, you know, but if, if you look, if you look over 15 games, five sacks, maybe you want that to be a little bit lower. But, you know, in his limited time in 2015, he allowed four sacks in four games. So an improvement. Uh, you know, obviously the 15 starts you see. Uh, yeah, that, that's the key word I said, steady. I gave him an A, an even A. Uh, you know, you honestly, they're, they're, uh, you know, speaking, speaking as someone who, uh, who as a, as someone who's followed the New York Giants my entire life, uh, you want a tackle period to be as consistent as Nate Solder, uh, speaking from someone who has someone named Eric Flowers on his team. Uh, so Nate Solder, I give him an A, Steady SUNY. My issue is. Obviously a rookie, uh, but those nine penalties, man, 12th most in the league on the offensive line. Uh, I get it. He's young. Obviously, Uh, you know, that's something that you're going to see. That's something you're going to deal with. So I got to give him a C just because of those nine penalties. And I don't think that'll be an issue. That's always a learning curve when you're coming fresh out of college. Uh, But, yeah, I give an A to Nate Solder, a C for Joe Thurman.
1: Avernitz older Steve Joe Tooney. Let's go to the right side of the offensive line, which was easily the best part of the offensive line this year. Starting at right guard with Shaq Mason, who's slowly becoming one of the best run blocking guards in football this year. He was absolutely outstanding. And then right next to him was the the surprise of the twenty sixteen season. Marcus Cannon mm. going from absolute crap to one of the best right ta- right excuse me right tackles in football almost overnight. That I, I don't understand yeah. how what, what happened to Marcus Cannon this year, but he was incredible.
2: Uh I will I will say uh I'm going to say that it has something to do with something about five syllables, and that is Dante Skarniecki at six. six. <laughs> Dante Skarniecki coming out of retirement. Uh, that's huge. Uh, you know, I, when I was in Houston uh, for Super Bowl week, I had the chance to sit down with Scar, And, you know, he's not a guy who's going to – you know, he's been in the league for decades. He's not going to be a guy who's going to be, uh, you know, like Tom Brady – hinting to his electrolyte powder or juice for the reason why he's so good and lasts so long. He's a guy who grinds every day, and he just said, you know, I asked him, I was like, was there something at the beginning of the season that you were like, we need to do this, this, and this to turn around? And he's like, no, we didn't do that. It was just working every day to become more effective. Um, so I give, I give Scar the big ups for making this become an elite unit this year. I'm making Marcus Cannon what he, he is. And, you know, like you said, overnight, first Pro Bowl, first All-Pro, that is, if you said that to me or you a year ago. That Marcus Cannon would be, let alone starting, still, that would be something that would be out of my out of my mind. He's obviously gifted, but like it just didn't seem like he could be that type of player. He gets a he gets a huge A plus. Uh, obviously, just uh, an unreal year. I mean, you look at the Denver game, uh, just shutting down Von Miller. You know, he shut down big names this year. A plus all the way through. Shaq Mason, I gave I gave a steady. I gave originally when I was just looking at the at, at his his ability as a pass blocker, I was just going to say flat B. But then once again, that run blocking, uh, you know, even though that hard run blocking, that pulling and everything, is not always a part of the Patriots' game plan, that gives them a bump to a B plus. Uh, you know, two point five sacks allowed, same as twenty fifteen, steady. Uh, three holds, not really too concerning. Uh, so yeah, that'll get, that's got to be an A plus for Marcus Cannon, a B for Shaq Mason.
1: Agreed, very much with those. I'd give Shaq Mason an A for his run blocking and a C for his pass blocking. So there's your B. Mm -hmm. I I think we're spot on with that one. But then we go to the kind of actually not so big man in the middle, David Andrews. Kind of an undersized Mm -hmm. guy for a center, but still very good. Uh, Brady loves him. So David Andrews this Mm -hmm. year, pretty good pass blocker. Iffy in the run game, in my opinion, pretty iffy in the, uh, just, I guess the size going against D tackles in the, in the run game is just a little bit too much for him. What'd you give Andrews on the year?
2: So Andrews, I gave a B, uh, my rationale behind it was, you know, second year player, you know, keep in mind uh, across the year, he was snapping to four different play callers in in Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, Julian Edelman too, and Tom Brady, uh you know that's a lot of noise going on in a, a relatively young player's head uh and on top of that, you know I don't think uh to to use use it to, like Bill Belichick's play calling, especially for a young guy it it has it, it has disassociative identity and disorder it, it has multiple personalities because if I was snapping and one game I have to you know deal with these heavy sets, you know maybe pulling and blocking and running off the I formation, the offset I, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're just airing it out and you see Tom Brady, you know, I forget which game of the year, but, like, one, you know, 50 attempts in, in on the game. That's so much noise going on. Uh, but I got to go with the a B uh, on, on Andrews there. You know, uh, he got, you know, he went from, I believe, three false starts uh, in, in his rookie year to zero this year. No sacks allowed, obviously, seeing less pressure uh, up the middle for the sacks, but effective. Uh, B... And maybe just for the sake, uh, yeah, I, I guess a similar thing with, with Jack Mason. I was going to maybe bump him up to a B, plus, but I'll I'll give him the B even. Also, he's getting married uh, in the coming months, so congratulations to him. Yay. Hey. Uh, but yeah, I'll give him hey.
1: a. <laughs> give that to him. Okay. Well, last uh, offensive lineman is our rotation lineman, Cameron Fleming. Uh, give me a quick little thing on him, and then we'll get your final grade before you head out of here.
2: So. Obviously, you know, the – first off, uh, not not to be uh, that guy to keep on doing this. I helped Cameron Fleming with a crossword two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, great, great dude. No, but just at, at MediaVale, because, like, you know, maybe sliding a little bit out of the spotlight there, uh, he wasn't getting as many questions uh, as, as he might, uh, you know, leading the playoffs and stuff. Uh, but, you know, five starts, uh, effective. Uh, you know, if you look at the advanced analytics that I do love, uh, he the, the sort of almost not not quite wins above replacement, but uh, attributing a value to the season for Pro Football Focus approximate value. He had a four across five starts. Uh, he had a five across seven last year. Pretty steady. Uh, you know, he he was valuable in the role he played. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll 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 give it to him. He's still young. You know, the, the guy the guy is just. You know, barely two, three years older than me. Uh, I think he can step into a larger role moving forward, uh, just in the sense that he didn't start all the all, all that many games. I'll give him a C, uh, but you know, effective. And I, I think he has the eyes to be, if he were to step in a larger role, he could be a B plus player. Give him a season.
1: Very nice. So, what is your offensive line grade as a whole?
2: Uh, let me just real quick. Uh, Ted Karras. Uh, he's my boy. <laughs> uh, just because one, one of the funnier things I saw uh, during media week was uh, I just see him kind of hunched over, not hunched. Uh course, I lineman can't hunch, uh, but he was sitting at one of the side <laughs> tables. and I was just talking to him, waiting to talk to Andrews, and he's wearing a zip-up hoodie, and it's really zipped up tight. And I was just talking to him. He's like, yeah, man, I forgot my jersey at the hotel. And I'm like, oh, you poor guy. Aww. No. Everybody else had, was wearing jerseys and he was wearing a zip-up hoodie. Uh, nice dude. Uh, he gets he gets a C plus for being just a swell guy. Uh, but obviously, this year, uh, you know, you might look at the sum of the ultimate parts, and you'll see that it won't average out to this. But I give him an A. Top ten unit in the league. Uh, you got to thank Dante Scarnecchia for a lot of that. He really turned this this team that was a sieve in the AFC Championship game two years ago to something that you can really consider to be a strong point on the team. So I'm going to give him an A.
1: Perfect. So, and an A for Ted Karras, and then your overall offensive line grade before I let you go.
2: Oh, sorry, that was a C for uh, Ted Karras. Oh. No play time, any Uh And that was an A for
1: the for the O line itself. Oh, okay, my bad. Total sw- swinging a mess on that one. All right, Sam Vincent Smith. Thank you so much for your running back and offensive line grades. Always a pleasure to have you on the Patriot Beat podcast. Also, fam, your your host. Of my former uh, television show, the box score was now with Sam Benson Smith. We'll see. I can't wait for yeah, the there. first show to come out.
2: Yeah, well, everybody, uh, keep an eye. I know there's a lot of EIV watchers out there. Uh, week from tomorrow, uh, the first episode of the box score with Sam Benson Smith will be going live. Uh, and yeah, no. Uh, once again, my G. I will see you in uh, approximately two weeks, just yeah. shy of that. I'll be flying into San Diego. Uh, a week from next Wednesday. I'll be getting up to L.A. on the Saturday.
1: Sounds great, buddy. Can't wait to see you.
2: Right, yeah, of course, man. And thanks for having me on. Power to everybody, uh, all the listeners. Uh, keep on listening.
1: Will do. Adios, Sam Benson. Thanks so much.
2: Peace.
0: What's going on, Pats Nation? This is Marvin on of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots post game show hosted by myself and my co host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSradio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929 929- 929. 477-2386 toll free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest we also got the stars and sorries of the day twitter posts with a play of the game and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions subscribe to the CLNS radio New England Patriots post game show on iTunes and and Stitcher, and the best way, download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere.
1: All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's Patriots Beat Podcast. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe. Give us a rating and a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you, as always, to Josh Morrison, High 209 for the music. Thank you to Sam Benson-Smith from the USA Today Patriots Wire for coming on and giving us his grades. On the next show, we will be discussing tight ends and cornerbacks. I know that's going to be a weird combination but we gotta 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 make it fun and gotta keep it interesting want to thank michael longi again want to thank larry h russell and nick gail so as usual we'll see you guys on tuesday like i said two shows a week now and you can also find us on the clns radio podcast app we'll see you guys next week